0: Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you
1: enjoy the message. So good to be here, isn't it? I'm excited for this interview. We're going to get straight into it because there's a lot to get through. Thank you, guys. It's lovely. Now, we're starting a new series, a really short two-week series around the theme of relationships. And every one of us is, is going to be touched by this, I can promise you, whatever stage of life you are in. And I know that this is one of the most important things in God's in God's eye hey because let's think about John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that anyone who, who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life and actually that means in the meantime we can have a relationship with God that's amazing and obviously his very being is one of relationship father son and holy spirit so if it's important to God it's important to us and we we really want to help uh, everyone in this room grow in this area now tonight we're gonna to be talking about preparing well for relationships, preparing well for a family. And I'm gonna invite in a moment our lead pastors, Orp, Christian and Caroline, and we're gonna talk broad we're gonna talk of the broad scope of family. So that could include being preparing to date, it might include dating itself, children honouring our parents, becoming parents, literally the list could go on, we're going to cover a lot tonight, so please lean in, please get your notepads out, I'm going to ask a few questions that are prepared, and in the meantime, can we make some noise and invite Christian and Caroline up, (laughs) thank you. Hi. Hi, one of the two are very loud, the other one's very quiet, I guess, have a guess which one is which. Caroline's the loud one of course now Christian and Caroline many of us know as our pastors but my hope tonight is that we get to know Christian and Caroline as Christian and Caroline because I have been on uh, I'm married to their daughter so I've seen I've seen them uh, up close and personal and it sounds right sickly said, it really does sound sickly said, but I these two are an inspiration to me um, they they've model such a great family dynamic to me and now I can do that with my children to come and my wife and we've got a lot to learn from these two people okay so uh, I know that you are parents you are children you are part of the family of God and I know that you're real about it in all of that so to introduce yourself as Christian and Caroline talk to us about who you are who your family is your family backgrounds, basically introduce us to Christian and Caroline.
0: Well, I'm Caroline, you all know that, or oh, most of you know that. So uh, I was brought up in um, a Christian home, um, a great mum and dad, very loving, very caring. And the, I think the older you get, the more you, I see that as a real privilege and something not to be taken lightly. Um, especially when you do what we do and we see a lot of brokenness around the world and families and children. and So I think the older I get, the more I'm grateful for that background and what I was brought up with. So, yeah. Do you want to say, no, do you want to say, Mark? you
2: got yeah, carry
0: on. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> what else did you just say? What else did you say? So your family backgrounds, which yeah. you've
1: touched on, who who are you, what do you do, that right, kind of so
0: thing? So, well, you know, Caroline, so... Married to Christian, got four children, all here, Annie, Eleanor, Isaac and Lily. Jonathan, son-in-law, Jack, son-in-law, Josiah, grandson. So that's a little bit about our immediate family. Um, So um, I obviously serve alongside Christian in his role as lead pastor here, and also um, I serve in the pastoral team in Arena Church and also in the admin side of things as well, so that's a little.
2: Yeah, great, Christian, um, m- mum and dad um, were Christians, so I had the privilege of being in that, in that home. Um, my, um, actually, both dads uh, passed away within four, four months of, of, of one another, um, so it was quite a big, impactful time for us when that happened, but very grateful for, for their influence over my life. Uh, I've got an older brother, got a younger sister so yes i'm the middle child without the attitude of a middle child really okay uh, but uh, no i've just got attitude it's got nothing to do with being the middle child um caroline and i have been married for th- this year will be 32 years um, which is which is amazing um, and as caroline's already said the, the the family dynamics we've actually been um pastoring Uh, I've I've been a pastor now for uh, just over 30 years, uh, which is quite incredible. Um, So I was invited into a team when I was uh, 20, 21, and went on that journey of ministry. We've been in Arena Church, can you believe it? And we've just celebrated, Uh, we did that just with ourselves on Friday, That's just gone, uh, 24 years of being uh, in Arena Church. Uh, which is again uh, quite an achievement uh, for us. Uh, yeah is there anything else that you want you want to know Jonathan is That's that, great is that okay It leads yeah. us to
1: our second <coughs> question quite well. Um, perhaps you can tell us some of your your best family memories, but also some of the not so good ones. has, has everything been hunky, hunky-dory we, we love that saying here I don't know if anyone's heard it. Yeah. hunky dory yeah. all uh, of your are, life. Are we
2: talking in terms of growing up or yeah. Okay, so in terms of uh, of growing up, uh, my, my dad was uh, was incredibly hard working, but we we never had never had lots of money. Um, my mum and dad always you know took care of us, so you know big things for us were were holidays just on the east Coast. That was pretty much the sum total for those um, international students here. It's literally there's a place called Skegness yeah. uh, and places like that, which is uh, at times can be ridiculed. But you know, I've got with great fondness being in the, on that east coast of England, a place called Sutton on Sea. There, there are fond, fond uh, memories that I that I, that I had. Uh, no, life wasn't always uh, easy. There was some uh, there's been some brokenness in my own in my own family, which I had to which we had to. Uh, navigate, particularly when I was uh, late teens uh, which was very impactful uh, on both uh, my brother my brother who w- would have been just over 20 and, and myself um, 17, 18 and then my younger sister there's, there's um, 15, nearly 16 years between my sister and I um, and so that was a difficult period Jonathan so uh, without going into detail and I wouldn't want to Um, particularly but for a decade we had to navigate uh, some significant pain and some challenges uh, around so I I and we understand um, brokenness in families Uh, some of you may be listening and haven't got the joy of you know the the Waltons kind of set up of mom dad and three kids and isn't it all wonderful you may have but invariably that's not the story of most people's lives I'm realizing that and you know, we 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 had some brokenness, but in the midst of that, God has been good. Was always good. God was always good, um, and uh, yeah. So that's that's a little bit of of, of my journey, with
0: family. Yeah, I think what you said. You know, you can look on and think, oh, that family's great. Grown up in my family, I grew up great. You know, upset, said loving, caring family, but no matter how much that unit is good, there'll always be something that touches you. That's broken or hurt or, you know, the loss of somebody which we've navigated in my younger life, you know. Loss of family members, loss of children. You know, my cousin was 13, killed tragically in an accident. Um, So that affected us as a family. You know, so no matter how good your family is, there'll always be some sort of brokenness or something of hurt that will affect you in some way or another. So, yeah. And, and I mean, one of the
2: things that so one of the things it does say, you know, because we often think, Jonathan, that that when we come to faith, it's like you, you enter a bubble. And when you come to faith, everything changes and everything is wonderful if there's people here who are still trying to figure it out. Honestly, it's the best decision that anybody will ever make to put their trust in Jesus Christ. But what it doesn't then mean is that nothing difficult will come to your life we, we that, that's not the case what happens is we have one who will navigate and walk with us through life's difficulties but you know there's a bible verse where it talks about considering it pure joy when you face trials of many kind well that's impossible outside of jesus and there may be some people who have got some trials at the moment and some challenges and they've had them in their in their families and they're wondering why for me it's made me stronger it's, it's made me more rounded. It's made me more aware. I think without the brokenness around my life, uh, I'd have just walked on thinking, well, why did not everybody have this charmed life? Well, there's no such thing as a charmed life. But what we have is that Jesus walks with us through the, through the challenges and difficulties. I think what we're trying to say is, don't look on and think, oh, they've got this perfect life. Everyone is one of us are navigating stuff through, it's who we're navigating it with that is, that's the most important thing.
1: Great, really good. Now, you've we've touched on family backgrounds quite a bit there, and I said at the start that it this interview would appeal to everyone, so we're going to fast forward a little bit in your life to um, the single stage of life after the period when you look at the girls and boys and think, Oh, go away. To oh look that kind of that kind of stage, yeah, <laughs> anyone else in that stage right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so we 're going to talk about the the single stage of life, and i can't i, I can 't imagine this knowing both of you, but both of you would have been single at one point <laughs> i'm sorry to say i can't i can't I cannot imagine that at all, <laughs> but thinking about a husband or wife you would have been you would have been thinking about having a husband or wife and then thinking about being parents probably and um, dreaming of your own lives together with another person that kind of thing but before one another came along what some of the values that you learnt before having one another that stood you well both in life and also as a family so in, in other words let me put it a, a better way who did you decide to become before you looked for somebody else to be with
0: uh, i think you've got to know who you are for you haven't you first of all and as a christian which i was at that age um it's knowing who you are in god and getting that for yourself because you can't expect that from the person you're going to date or marry, you've got to know who you are what's true for you and with your relationship with God so for me, you know, it was it was knowing that above anything really and that scripture where it says seek God first you know, that's been a real anchor for me personally and then us together, hasn't it, as we've stepped into marriage and things so,
2: yeah uh, I, 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 Yeah, and the other thing is I mean, I think Caroline did know who she was. I, I mine was a discovery. So I was still trying to find who I was. What what I what I what I did know was who I wanted to become. As I searched the scriptures, I wanted to become more like Jesus. But I had to search the scriptures to understand who He truly was. So that was that has been a discovery because I think some people think they could hear that. They've got to have all this identity. I didn't, Jonathan. I didn't. I had. To, I've had to f- become and become confident in who I am. Okay. And then, but what I did, I had a very clear picture of who I wanted to marry. Which we can come on to if we want to. But that's that was my that was my discovery.
1: Yeah, tell us about that. Who who did you want
2: to? So marry? I so I, I had no, you know, who I wanted to marry. I I wa- I wanted somebody who who. You know, I was a Christian, so I late made a decision as a young boy and then really just faffed around, really, um, and uh, compromised, particularly in my school years. Um, and it was, you know, 15, 16, that sort of age. When I, when I say I got serious, it was probably this kind of environment in youth environments where I just, I just knew I wanted to uh, live for Jesus. Uh, I mean, not something I just wanted to live for Jesus. Um, so I wasn't one of those who was dreaming about uh, the kind of girl, because I was just enjoying uh, playing the field, if I'm honest. I enjoyed, I just liked girls. Um, so it wasn't an issue to me. But what, what, I, what I did know, I wanted, to, I wanted somebody who, who loved Jesus, and I wanted a classy lady. Okay. No, I did. So I, I knew I wanted a classy lady. So what does that class, just the way they carry themselves, the, just, the, 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 way, the, the way they look, but just the way they carry themselves, what comes out of their mouths. You know, just, just class, just class. I got that. I got, I got, I got a classy <laughs> lady. So that's really, I could say more. It wasn't like, like I was after this kind of look of a woman or what. I just wanted class. Um, Proverbs 31, which I didn't really know, For blokes who are out there, read Proverbs 31. There's a great example of the kind of lady that you'd want. And ladies, if you want to be the kind of uh, girl who's single, who who you want to be attractive, then read Proverbs 31. Because it just speaks of class. So that's, you know. And of course, then I needed to be a classy bloke. So one of the things I've not always done, but I've tried to operate with class uh with with, with 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 Caroline. Anyway, I'll shut up.
1: Same with you, Caroline. Yeah. Well Talk about this classy bloke here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this will sound really funny, but I I said to God, I like tall, dark, and handsome.
1: <laughs> and he said the same thing but she didn't get
0: really cool you know so um but no seriously god knows the detail i think that's what i'm trying to say you know if there's a certain guy or girl you like or whatever i don't think those things are wrong to ask you know just that the things that you you're attracted to because that is important um and there's a verse in psalms where it says he knows the detail of your life so every detail which blows my mind every time i think about it you know detail is just the minutia of things of your life and um, even this is this this is so important in life you know you, you want to get this right this relationship at some point don't you so a lot of prayer goes into these things I think and um, so yeah and somebody who's like minded like Christian has said as a Christian that's the first thing you probably look for um, somebody else loves God like you do yeah. yeah
1: great did you this is probably a quick answer did you find being single quite tough, or did you not? Was it quite easy?
2: Well, you go and then
0: I'll go. well I was only 17 when Rich and I got together, so I can't say I was sort of single for very long, because you're not really grown up before then, are you, to sure. think about such things. So, um, so in that context, so maybe it wasn't a hard thing for me, but I understand people, so you understand, um, if you've been waiting a long time and that's a desire of your heart again, God knows the desire of your heart um, I can understand probably that it would be hard if you're waiting for something like that you know, and the waiting period but I know in other aspects of our life where we've had to wait mm. and trust God for things I know that it does come through I do know that um, and He will give you those desires that you, you long for because you know, sure. we do long for these things. And uh, so, yeah, what
2: would you? Do? No, I probably enjoyed it a bit too much, actually. <laughs> it was, I, I, I probably enjoyed, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get a, a cheap laugh. I, I did, I enjoyed it. But I, I suppose for me, there was a moment when I was, there would have been numbers of moments where I was committed to God. God, I want to get this right. I wanted to be married, but it wasn't, wasn't consuming me. I was set, you know, probably 17, and we were getting to know one another, Caroline and I. That's another journey in itself. But I do know there was one moment, and I know exactly where I was, that I saw it was like, it was like something shifted, and I didn't see Caroline as like just uh, another girl who I was getting to know. This was like, wow. And, and, and I believe that was a God moment. So I honestly believe that we were getting to know one another for a year, and we were just, and 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 it is true. Whatever she wants to say, Caroline liked me before I liked her. Okay, and no, that's true. That's no true. no fighting, please. And I was and I was uh, seeing someone in the mi- in the in the middle of that. There was there was a, a young lady, um, but something chi- something shifted. Something shifted. Um, and, and I believe that was the Lord. So I want to just go back to that. If you commit your ways to God, and I know, I don't want to sound this too so commit your ways to God, and I believe that God will make a way. Now, for, for us, that I wasn't stressed by it, but it happened, I guess, the older you get, you can become more of a concern. But as you commit your ways to God, he'll, 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 he'll work it through. Yeah.
1: Great. So fast forward, you're now dating one another. Um, I presume Caroline asked you out, Christian, not the other way around. Is that right? No. <laughs> that was a joke. You begin dating and some, some people in here are, are dating. Some of the things, tell us some of the things that prepared you well uh, in, a, in a spiritual context especially while you were dating, in the short period of time where you were dating, ready for 30, how many years, 32, 32 years of marriage. In that short period of time, what were the, some of the things you did that helped?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, our commitment, we were in, ch- we were in a, a little church, and we were committed to going to church. So for us, it was every Sunday, we went, we went to church. Uh, we, we built our life around some really good uh, friendship groups. So it was like this, community was really important. So that was another good thing that we, that, that we did. Uh, the first present that Caroline ever ever bought for me was a Bible. Christmas, pre- yeah. Now, ah, oh, I've still got it. Little little um, Bible that she bought. The, the, these were the things that we just built because we had shared values, and then you start to get to know one another, um, and uh, yeah. So so they were they were the things, Jonathan, for, for us that prepared us. Well, we, we, we talked a lot. We, we had a good communication, so we, we really did. And I wasn't one of those that, you know, there's some lads here, I go, oh, they're right lads. I wasn't laddish. Uh, that was the other thing. I, wasn't, I tried to be a classy bloke. So I wasn't forever trying to prove and be whatever. I, 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 I was open. I wanted to talk with Caroline. I, I, I tried to be courteous. I tried to be kind. He, hear me out, guys. It's not sickly. I tried to be charming. Uh, these are some of the things that are outdated, actually, yeah. that I think are really important, actually. And, and you know, I, you'll get a clip around the ear if I see some lads not being that, you know, seriously, because it's an important thing. We've lost some of the values of, of, of some manners that I think are really important. Um, so, yeah, there's some of the things that I think, you know, is there anything? And
0: we were friends, weren't we, before yeah, we, we yeah. were sort of dated. And I think being in a group of people is really important because it's where you get to know people, isn't it? So that's why we love it when you guys are all together and youth groups thriving and, you know, guys are just hanging out together because that's a good place for those things to develop and
2: grow. Like I said, just going back to that, you may be, a fr- you may be in a friend and you're not thinking anything and then all of a sudden it all shifts. I'm not saying it will. But that's what he did, did with me and he did with Caroline. If the truth be known, let's get down to brass tacks because it's all nice. Caroline thought I was really arrogant, okay, and I thought she was posh. So I wanted class, but I thought she was a bit standoffish. That's how we started. So we weren't starting all lovey-dovey. Listen, Caroline didn't really have much time for me, and I didn't have much time for her, Okay until we got to know and even that journey it was a bit of a journey you can see even now Caroline will have the last word and and whatever but that was our that was our journey but everything shifted I remember where I was I was in it's been knocked down now old school hall I saw Caroline it wasn't anything to do with what she was wearing how her hair was but something shifted something shifted, and by the way, I wasn't still seeing that girl that I was seeing that had all broken down, I wasn't a two-time in love cheat and all the rest of it <laughs> love
0: cheat, love cheat. what's up? love cheat
1: so the moral of the story is be careful who you're friends with yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's out of friendship
1: yeah, completely, completely before we, we jump into we, we go forward a little bit into marriage, let's, let's backtrack a little bit Slightly to when you were growing up within a family, um, and many people in here may come from a family that had, had brokenness, perhaps, and uh, perhaps hurt as well. And Christian Caroline, is it is it possible for us to move past that, and also not take that into marriage, with our spouse?
2: Um, you. Okay. The answer, simple answer is yes and you're going to hear this time and time again, I believe it's possible if, for me, it was all about um, committing, committing all things to Jesus and inviting Jesus into every part. So I saw brokenness, and I saw some things that I didn't want to repeat. So I clearly identified there were some things that were not going to be in our marriage. I knew it wasn't going to be perfect because none of us are perfect. But I was determined that that was not going to be in my life. So, you know, some things, I was only saying this recently. There are some things I had to be very determined out of brokenness, out of pain that I wasn't going to bring in. There were some family traits that I thought that's not good. I'm not bringing that in. And then there are some things that I had to really bring before the foot of the cross and break spiritually break them, they are, that is not going to be part of our family history, that is just not going to be part of, you know, I'm not talking in riddles, I can talk privately outside of this, because I want to be very honoring of parents, and my heritage, and my family, but there were some things that were in my family that were, that were, that were, not, that were not good, and so I was determined I wasn't going to bring them in, and by God's grace, Jonathan, in our courting and 30 years on, I haven't brought those things into our, into our family. Brilliant. Um, and it's just intentional prayer, bringing those things before the Lord. And then I was determined what did I want to bring in because there were some really positive things that my family did do that I was committed to bringing in. And let me not say it's all negative. So there was a lot of fun. There was a lot of laughter in our, in our home. I was committed to those. I saw family with Caroline's. I was committed. Family was really important. Food. Amen. It's going to be brought into our, into our family. Lots of things that, I, that were good that I was going to bring in, but there were some things I'm not bringing that in. So give you an example. It wasn't ours. If there's slamming doors in your family and you saw that, slamming doors and da-da-da-da and all kicking off, I, I'm determined that I'm not going to. Now, there's been occasions I've done that, but I'm not, that's not going to be the pattern of, my, of, of our family. So our kids, I don't want them growing up like, you know, seeing that does that make sense
1: gold absolute gold brilliant Caroline I'll ask you this question then which is a slightly different swing on that um, you, you get married and now what would you say three things What could you tell us three things to build a marriage on that are really healthy
0: uh, well we talk a lot don't we so we would say talk communicate be honest truthful that's four yeah no secrets that's five that's too many (laughs) you need to know them all so yeah they're just five things
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry I missed them that's my fault could you repeat them please so
0: um, you being serious (laughs) communicate what did I say now honest truthful um, talk a lot don't we I think that's always been quite a big thing for us we've always talked a lot haven't we Um, so yeah Is that that helpful? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to throw this question in here. Um, It's a bit of an odd one, but I feel like I need to because some people might feel a calling to be single. And um, I know that you know some people who have, have got this calling over their lives. How do you differentiate between God's call for singleness and simply being patient for God's partner?
2: I think you're best. Yeah, well, there is a gift of celibacy. And so it will be made very, very clear to those people. I know one particular lady, she comes to mind, who was very significant in my life uh, when I was developing in ministry early on. And she's never she's well into her 60s now, and she has the gift of, of, of celibacy. And I think it was something that was revealed to her over, over, over time it became ever more clear. And, you know, the Apostle Paul, let's go back to the Bible. If you're going to burn, and we all know what that means, you're all burning sexually, and you're just, then you're not called to celibacy. Okay? But for her, and I wouldn't want to say it, clearly there was something that, that was, it was a gift that she was given. And she's, so she's committed her life to um, celibacy and and singleness. And so she's, she's uh, got lots of friends she's got lots of married friends i mean we've lost contact with her but she was always excellent uh, with with, with us really good friend of mine and of caroline's Uh, we've got one who's committed herself i will say in albania uh, who lou and neil know really well she's committed to a single life so it is but it is a call like you feel called to ministry it's not just oh, i think you'll know you, 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 whatever that's happening, whether it's God speaks to you, a bolt out of heaven, or whatever, you'll know. Very few have it, Jonathan. I will say that very few have it. So then you've got to, if it's not coming to you, you you've and I will just throw. You've got to be patient, but equally you've got. Hear me out. Here, you've got to put yourself out there as well. So you're going to meet with people. Some of you boys. I'll say, some of you lads, you got to get cracking. I mean, there's some beautiful ladies out there. Get <laughs> cracking, Stop faffing around, okay? I'm not saying play the field, but just get cracking. You know, find out a little about about them. Go out with a group of you. That's how you're gonna know. Don't be passive, okay? That's that's my getting stepped in. I hope you getting getting that. In the same way, the same with the same with the ladies, but. Yeah, I think the whole singleness is a huge thing. You'll know if you're called to it. You probably aren't if you, like you say, you, re, you really look at and you've then got to be patient but also don't be, don't be passive. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Now, this next question is, we're, we're fast-forwarding now um, to starting a family. Yeah. And um, those that perhaps... Um, want to start a family is, a, is there's a, a myth that I, I think people fall for if I'm honest that when you start a family life's over when you have children that's it that's, that's it talk to us about that
0: firstly that's in my, how I see it that's the language of the world that's how the world lives and thinks um, but children it says clearly in the Bible they're a reward from God they're a blessing and that's what we've sought to tell our children over the years and teach them they're a blessing and they're not an interruption to our marriage to our life they're an addition to what we have um and that's how we we choose to live with them we've we enjoy them we love being with them we have fun with them you know we take them we've taken them places from being babies airplanes everything you know wherever we can we'll just be together with them so, yeah, that's in my, our, lang- you know, our thinking, it, that is the language of the world and how people are very negative about children. You hear it wherever you go, don't you? Oh, they're hard work or that you've got your hands falling in a, ne- in a negative way. And, and I, I don't live like that. We don't live like that. And we refuse to allow that in our family and in our church family, don't we as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're not hard work. They are work. And when they say they're a handful, they're being negative. Of course they are, because they're just little, little bundles of joy. Everything changes. I think it's all to do with mindset and heart set. So if you have a mindset that they're going to be hard work, everything's going to be hard work, isn't it? So if you have a good, good mindset and a good heart, heart set, I think that's important. Uh, also recognize that some people have not been blessed to be able to have children. So every time you say that, you're like smacking those people who can't. They're such a blessing. Kids are such a blessing from God. Every one of ours has been an absolute blessing from the Lord. And I will throw this out, and I'm not going to go somewhere because I keep being told about this. A lot of times they say, oh, we haven't got me time. We haven't got times of intimacy. Let me tell you, you can create those moments. We've never suffered with those moments of intimacy and love and affection, Caroline and I, while we've been raising four kids it's 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 all to do with mindset it's all to do with heart set and um yeah i've never felt neglected by caroline i hope she's never felt neglected we've loved on our kids and we've loved on each other and uh and i think it's a good pattern and you've got no guarantees you know with kids serving the lord but we we are overwhelmed with joy that all of our kids are here they're here on a sunday night they love the church as much as we do they love jesus They've all got their own journeys, their own lives, but I think that comes back to how we've raised them. We've we've not let them be a, an issue, have we? We've just we've just not.
1: I've never heard Does any of you, absolutely. I've never heard any of you say a bad word about that. No. Definitely. And finally, it's then those people who are in here, who uh, I don't want to assume that everyone wants their own family in the future, perhaps, but. If you're a Christian here today, you've you've all been called into a family, and that family is the family of God. And you were designed not to do life alone, and that's why we, we have small groups here, that's why we, we're so passionate of about doing what we do here in Arena. When, Before I ask the question, when did you two get called into the family of God? Can you remember the day?
0: When we became a Christian, um, I was 15, I think, wasn't I? So from then I suppose I mean I was raised in a church Methodist church so I suppose you've always been around it but when I really got born again and saved and then I was just yeah Billy Graham crusade in Sheffield Bromwell Lane so Brilliant. that was it really Yes. Yeah. that's history
2: it is. and I remember distinctly the day when I knew that I needed Jesus I was in a church it's no longer there I think it's a carpet warehouse Um and I was faffing around as I normally do. There's a common theme, isn't there, about me faffing around. <laughs> uh, 11, 12, faffing around with me, two cousins at the back of the church. Um, but this evangelist called people to the front. And it must have been like I was a convicted murderer or something. I sobbed my way to the front. I just literally now and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. So that was my first encounter. But as I say, you know i i just allowed others peer pressure compromise and then there was a couple of occasions then at youth camps when god really got a hold of me and touched me jonathan sure and so for me it wasn't just that one it was two or three encounters that i had that were very very significant that really set me on this trajectory of of where we are today great yeah
1: there's a Bible verse in obviously the Bible. It's one of the. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> this says, "This is a serious moment, guys. Come on." <laughs> that God sets the lonely in families, and uh, I I love that. I feel like, me too. I feel, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Just talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, I I, I there are some things that. Um, I we are very passionate about Um, very passionate about brokenness people who are broken and usually with brokenness comes loneliness you can be in a crowd but still feel incredibly broken and incredibly lonely and I believe that's the gospel the gospel is all inclusive the, the invitation from Jesus was always to brokenness. Read the Gospels. Who did Jesus mix with? It was always with broken people. Outcasts. People that nobody would touch. Even his disciples were all outcasts. There were a bunch of reprobates without Jesus being around them. And uh, so Jesus always takes the lonely and always the broken and brings them into family and um, yeah so I think that's some people have asked me over the years what is the Grace and Arena Church I think that's part of it I think that's part of it and, um, and we want to be that, those kind of people and I think Nottingham is primed Nottingham is primed for that can I just take a moment some of you guys are from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds. You look at yourself, what are you doing here? Well, this is, this is God. This is God who brings you, and even if you feel the most broken, God reaches out. I love the fact that he reaches out, uh, down to lift us up. And he does, and he takes the lonely and he takes the broken and places them in families. And this is a family this let this be a family if you've had a bad experience with a mom or a dad or somebody raising you um i understand that i I really do but god is a good god he's a good father and uh he, he 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 wants to use the the church to be a place of family so yeah Uh, that bible verse is a very very powerful and a very real verse for us and i think we've tried to do that as well by opening our arms it's much more difficult as the church has grown but to open our arms to you know i'm known for my big hugs i think i'm purposeful if you're not a hugger i'll get that and i'll leave you alone but for others if you're a big I, i that's the way i express my 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 love that you're drawn in and I think that's an important part of Eleanor mentioned it. God, giving us a big hug. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Sorry, I felt like I went off off a little bit there, but absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. I'm going to invite in a, in a moment. I'm going to invite Eleanor up just to lead us in.